We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Hi, TK Breezy and this guy, Austin. Talk about Smash stuff. I know you guys love it, so we keep doing it. Uh, we got a cool, a couple cool topics for you. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about... Since it's low, we're going to talk about the Fix Ultimate Online thing that you guys have been all tweeting about uh, lately. Cosmos winning pound online. Of course, online events, are they helping or are they hurting? We have no answers just yet, but we will at least give you uh, our thoughts on it. I'm TK Breezy. This is Austin. Austin, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? How's everything? Chill, chill, man. Just, you know, uh, I got a little burnt out on games, so I'm about to start, like, you know, doing more talk show stuff and 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 Shark Tank and stuff again. But uh, outside of that, you know, it's been, uh, it's been pretty chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I uh, can't really complain. I saw uh, you had that giant lineup. Quarantine, so. Yeah. You say, I got what? You have that giant lineup tonight. You're like doing like three talk shows oh, back yeah, to back yeah, to back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're chatting, man. You know, people the people come through to hear your chat, so like that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do. So I feel it. Man. Uh, without that, with with that being said, though, I see uh, that we've got a lot of things to chat about here on our own docket. I don't really want to start with Fix Ultimate Online. I feel like that's one of the ones that we can go to uh, near the end. So let's go ahead and do that near the end, and let's start with uh, Cosmos winning pound. So. Uh, big shouts to Cosmos, you know, uh, managed to take Pound. It was online, so of course people are going to diminish his win, but also with a little bit of controversy on Cosmos' win uh, because he was apparently down 2-0 against Grayson, and then uh, they lag-tested. They lag-tested apparently more more than once. 
So they lag tested when it started lagging. They lag tested again when it kept lagging. And then because Grayson's internet was not better than Cosmos, they just DQ'd him, which does kind of suck because he was down. He was down 2-0. So it looks a little shady. Definitely looks a little shady. But I think that, you know, if anyone was in this position, they probably would have tried to do the same thing. So, like, I'm not faulting Cosmos. I think that that was just a rough, I think that was just a rough uh, decision to make. You're either going to dis, you're going to disqualify a dude because he's lagging. And he was, that was the only report that he was lagging. There was other people that said he was lagging too. You're either going to disqualify him because of that, or, or you're going to, uh, you're going to make him play out and then Cosmos potentially loses and then he's going to shit on your tournament for having laggy people going through anyway. So, Either way, I don't know how they were supposed to get out that without upsetting some people. I, I feel like it's just like rule sets in general where like the the TOs will put it on the player to make a call. You know, like the player has to report it. And then because they do, they're the ones that get shit on depending on the result. You know, we've seen this time and again, not even on like in online events, but in offline events too. You know, the infamous uh, Mars is going to jump, you know, on the ledge, you know, like one of those situations where... You know, it's up to the player if they actually want to go through with it or not. And if they decide to go through with it, even though it's within their right, within the rule, you know, the, the rules they're trying to win, people are going to shit on them, even though they are well within their right to do such a thing. So it's always going to be a touchy situation. It'd be better if it just never happened. But yeah, so the controversy between the two, it was just like, so they did a speed test afterwards, right? To figure mm -hmm. out, like, if they were going to DQ him. And then it was Cax that was in charge. He was the DO. They did a speed mm -hmm. test for Grayson and Cosmos. Saw that uh, Grayson's speed was a little bit slower than Cosmos. So ended up DQing him. But I'm, I, I, so from my understanding with the internet is that speed doesn't actually matter if it's just one connection, if he's the only one on it. It's the ping yeah. and the latency. It's the, yeah, it's the ping and the latency. Yeah. So you can have, like, dope, you know, speeds. My, my, my speed is, like, my speed is like 200 down and like 20 up but my ping is like three so like even my connection even though i don't have like the strongest internet in the world it's still mm. strong enough to do uh online gameplay and stuff so yeah man it really it really is more so your connection than your actual uh or your your ping and stuff than your actual uh speeds so uh his ping was barely passing I think it was like he had like twenty something, and I think I don't I forgot what the th threshold was, but he was at like twenty something. Cosmos ping was at like four, so yeah, it just didn't look good for uh, Grayson, unfortunately. So he ended up getting DQ'd, but uh, they did make amends with him, and they gave him um, they gave him a free flight, or CAC, uh gave him a free flight, and all this uh, all expenses paid to whatever the first tournament that he wants to go to after the quarantine is over. So I mean that's nice, yeah, um, you know. But if you know, I, I still understand why Grayson was upset. Yeah, of course he would be. You know, you're up 2-0, and all of a sudden, wait, they're complaining about the connection now? Why weren't you complaining about it earlier? And again, it comes down to the whole, like, you don't want to you don't want to be that guy who complains about it, because, you know, maybe you can just squeak by a win without having to complain about it, and the same situation happened. But so he's yeah. like, okay, I'm actually at the risk of losing. Maybe I should bring it up, and just a little bit too late. And I felt bad for Cact. He had to take a lot of... Uh, a lot of like heavy feedback from the internet based on his call out for being a TO and he's actually like a really cool dude. So Yeah, so, I felt mostly bad about him because like again, we're still in this like weird transition phase where everyone is trying to act like online don't mean shit, online don't mean shit until it affects them. And then it means until everything. Money's the thing. These, yep, until all these people are like now super upset and whatever, like oh ha LOL entering an online tournament and lol online and then like something happens because of online and now everyone wants to be outraged and call people shitty and you know all that good stuff so i don't know man i don't think i think that obviously it was a little bit on him for because he, he was a decision maker but i don't think he should be getting chastised the way he was 
uh, to the point where he felt like he had to make the amends that he did. Like, those are crazy amends, bro. This is an online yeah. free tournament. Now you're going to pay this man's whole event? Bro, Whoa. like, no, brother. <laughs> the thing is, like, no one can shit talk him now. Like, that that, that yeah. was hella nice of him to be able to go for something like that. Like, he's, he's paying for Grayson's flight hotel registration for an, an event of his choosing. Is that what it was? Yep. Yeah. So, is like, that's crazy. So, good stuff to him. Props to him. Uh, he ever since he did that, I think the shit talk towards him has gone down significantly. So yeah, I mean, I guess there's not really much. I mean, I wouldn't really shit talk a guy who's going to spend that much money on another person of, over a free event, DQing them. But you know, that, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I guess we can move on to our other uh, topic, which is on- online events. Are they helping or are they hurting? Chat. What do y'all think? Because uh, I'm going to go with uh, both. Uh, I think that it is helping because it still lets you see your top players, you know, play. Uh, but I think it's hurting because it's just starting more arguments about if, are these players good or not. The players don't even like it. It is not. It, I mean, it's not. It's just not great. Like the 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 ultimate online is definitely not great, and therefore everything uh, coming from that ends up being not great. You know, you're not going to get um, stand up rewards for hosting online tournaments because most people don't even want to play online tournaments. But since we can't go offline and there's money on the online tournaments and sponsorships got to be kept up, people are still playing. Yeah uh i think i think this might just be placebo but it feels like on the internet especially since we moved to online tournaments i feel like the community has been a little like top players have been a little bit more toxic than usual and i think it's because they're not playing the same game that they're playing offline and they're getting more and more frustrated which is Mm -hmm. you know undeniably so they have to keep up appearances they have to stay relevant in some way and when there's that much money on the line of course they're going to be even more angry like like i mean we saw Rage in offline events from players if the price pool was large enough, you know? So mm-hmm. the fact that it's in an online environment where you could, like, get matched, you're just praying for a good connection with an opponent, like, I, I could definitely see why people are getting super frustrated. So, but it's good because it's keeping the game relevant-ish, you know? Like, like we're st- the, the tournament pound had probably, like, 20k plus viewers, I believe, somewhere around that ballpark. So, like, yeah, yeah. people... People are watching it. People want to watch it. So we're, we're delivering it. But yeah. do you think it's worth it? Like instead of just like keeping smash kind of like in this limbo where we're not streaming tournaments. And then when we make the grand finale, it'll be like a huge boost of yours. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the grand finale will be a huge boost. I think that like you are making valid points that like, we're just kind of like, um, we're just kind of do what we can, basically. You know, we don't have much to work with here, and so because of that, uh, we just have to do what we can. Uh, that's why I said the pound slugger was best you can do. You know, best we can do because that was the best we could do. Uh, it's it, there's not much like you know, there's not much left to, to do. We can't go to tournaments, so all we have is online. And even though online is not the greatest, it is literally the best we can do. Uh, as I said, though, it does suck for top players because I know that a lot of them don't want to play online. Uh, I know that. People take their online wins very seriously, and like that can be annoying to read. Like if you lose to someone randomly online, they're like tweeting at you, "GGs!" Right? <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Um, but as far as the next tournament right after uh, quarantine is over, if it's going to get a big boost, uh, I would think so. But I'm not sure about viewer, not viewership um, entry. I think yeah. that there's potential for big boost in uh, viewership because now we get to see whoever decides to go play offline, but because uh, COVID is uh, affecting more than just 
you know, staying at home. It's affecting people's monetary, uh, you know, but they're, they're, it's affecting people's money, uh, their monetary gain and things like that. Uh, things like that. So uh, I think a lot of people have to recoup their funds before they can even go to tournaments again. I got lucky because, you know, I, I work from home anyway, but I can't say that for everybody. So, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think I agree with you in the beginning where it's just like, it, it's doing both good and bad. Obviously it's showing that if you can consider this a good point, it's actually, you know, kind of exposing the net code for smash. Everyone already knew smash's net code wasn't the greatest. Right. But I feel like because we're forced to do it and because there's no such thing as offline smash right now, unless you like play, play with your roommates, it's uh it's becoming more and more apparent. I can see the community is coming to a huge boil because of it. So there's a pro is that the people are starting to get a little bit more active about that and trying to show their distaste with it. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know about that though. Because that's the that's the next uh topic though, which is fix ultimate online. And do you think the hashtag is working? And I explained this last week, but it wasn't a full topic, but I'm going to tell you why Fix Ultimate Online is meaningless, okay? With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL's 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to Bluetooth.com. Bluetooth.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping, again, B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. Ultimate Online is not the only bad online in, uh on uh, the Nintendo, like, Switch. Actually, almost all of it is bad, like, straight up. But you don't notice it as much when the when it's not so reliant on inputs. Uh, Mario Kart's online is whoever passed the finish line first. You know, obviously, you, uh, you know, have to hit shells and things like that, and sometimes your shells will miss because they're not where they say they are, right? Uh, Arms online was pretty all right. I give it up. Um, but I think it's the game system as well as the uh online being lackluster from the switch in general is what's making ultimate uh so bad the problem is that most ultimate players don't think about the bigger picture uh or any other game and so they think that this is just something that's plaguing just ultimate that's not true it's actually plaguing almost any game on the uh on the switch online uh there there's just level two levels to it you know what i'm saying like it's a fighting game needs more exact inputs than a racing game or a sports game like uh mario tennis or something like that uh, because every input uh, that you put in usually does not have like this little auto seeking feature. Like in Mario, in Mario, uh, Mario Tennis. Like if you're close enough to the ball and you hit A, you're gonna hit the ball, right? If I'm close enough to you 
in uh, Ultimate, but I'm just just this far away from hitting you. I'm not going to just warp to that spot and hit you. Like, I missed. I whiffed, you know? And, like, all kind of stuff like that happens uh, with fighting games in general. So, fix Ultimate Online. The real, the real reason why I think it won't work is because Nintendo doesn't fucking care. Like, it's not like... They don't have to care either. Like, it's not... Uh, they put the game out. You've bought the game. The transaction's done. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing else they owe you. You know what I mean? And uh, to act like... To say that they do owe you anything is not understanding how a business works. Smash is one of the highest selling games for sure. So they will probably continue to make smashes. But even if Smash, the next Smash came up with no online, you motherfuckers would still buy it because it's Smash. So like Nintendo is is like they're a company at the end of the day, and you're not going to be able to sway them with a couple of hashtags from a bunch of 16-year-olds. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. Like, so I agree with you, but th- there are I, I don't think it's a hundred percent meaningless. I, I, I think, think it's meaningless, but I think so that I don't think it's going to do anything. Community things. I think it's like a nice little all oh, the community camaraderie is nice. Yes, but I don't think that it's going to do anything. It's not going to persuade Nintendo to change anything about it, and that's why I think it's meaningless. I, I think it's I, I think it's not going to the meaningless part for it not to be able to do anything is because it's physically impossible. I, I think it's actually literally impossible to fix the netcode for Smash based on the hardware, like the system. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. well as the game wasn't built around built around trying to make rollback based netcode. For those unaware, rollback based netcode is a thing for fighting games that is becoming gaining more and more traction in the states, and actually just got introduced from some Japanese companies as well. Arxis put it in Guilty Gear. What it does is it like predict. It's a prediction based software that makes it so your inputs can still be precise and it feels like offline, and it can kind of disguise bad connections a little bit better. But the game needs to be built up from the ground level with rollback in mind to, to mm-hmm. like actually implement it. So Smash Ultimate wasn't even built from the ground up. They, they could claim it, but there's obviously reused assets from Smash 4. And even if it was, the game was already built. It's already done. Like they, they can't just like go back in without devoting a lot of resources. Games have done it in the past. Uh, Mortal Kombat 10, as an example, was a game that did not have rollback netcode. Or had really bad netcode and was introduced later on, but that took a lot of resources, a lot of manpower to be able to introduce that because they were doing it in a case of like the preparing for the future. So that Mortal Kombat 11, when it came out, it was already good to go, had rollback netcode. So Nintendo would have to look at the future for Smash. Like I like I think Smash Ultimate might already be a lost cause, but if they mm-hmm. start implementing technology now to try to introduce rollback netcode they could potentially bring something for the next Smash game to have it. You know, like, you, once you build it once, you never have to build it again. You can just keep, you know, copy-pasting it over. I, I, I'm simplifying it a lot, but you can just copy-paste the idea over into the next iteration of the game. So yeah, I, I don't think to, it's... They also need to fix the buffer. I mean, obviously, yeah. it, it's, it's in tandem. Like, I think if this game didn't have such a high buffer, it wouldn't feel nearly as bad as well. But the buffer system on top of online uh, is just... Like it's a lot. There's like a lot of frames of where you press something before something actually happens, or 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 you press something preemptively and you still get hit by something, and then it still buffers that option. So, like altogether, the package for for online, I feel like it's not the best. But the game in itself is still great, right? And uh, it's and again, I, like I said, I think this is just coming to a boil because we're forced to do online events right now. I feel like if we if the pandemic wasn't happening, we were having offline events. 
I don't think this would be as big of a topic. Yes, people still would want it to be good, but it's the fact that this is all we have and it's making people furious. Uh, some people are better with it than others. Like I know, for instance, like Nairo lives and breathes on online when he like streams and he says it's like not as bad as he thinks other people think it is. But mm -hmm. people are clearly having terrible connections in a, in, a, in a tournament setting. It is horrible to have lag. If you're playing online quick play and you get like one match that's filled with lag, you're just like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. But then you move on with your life, you know? It's still frustrating. But in a tournament setting, when there's money on the line, I could only imagine how rage-inducing it could be to run into a match because, like, the netcode's not ideal. And then it also turns into personal attacks, right? Like, people are going to start, you know, targeting. Oh, yeah, no one in Texas has good internet, you know? That's why you shouldn't play against anyone in Texas. That's been a thing that's been trending. And yeah, yeah. that that could be a thing you could disguise if you Texas just have, have uh, Google Fiber, though, bro. I think so. Oh, Austin, 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 Austin. Uh, Austin. Yeah, I thought you were saying my name over and over, but then I realized what you were saying. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, I believe it does have Google Fiber somewhere down there. But like, you know, it's the meme that like Texas players have bad Internet. And yeah. that wouldn't even be a thing if the netcode was good. The point of good netcode can disguise bad internet connections. That's the point of good netcode. Like, if you have two people playing against each other with perfect internet, and the game runs fine, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good netcode. It just means, oh, it works in a perfect setting. Like, your netcode's only as good as your worst connections. If you could play someone from Europe, from North America, and it's flawless, that's some godlike netcode, for instance. So... And it's possible. Games have done it. Platform fighters have done it. Brawlhalla does it. You play Brawlhalla, bro? That game feels like offline. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I really don't have the answers to how to make this any better outside of just we got to suck it up and deal with it and just wait yeah. until we can get play offline. So, big tournament online, you know, if it works, though, sick. But sick. as of right now, I'm very, very, very skeptical that Nintendo will be doing anything related to, um, related to that. So, uh, I guess moving on, we can go to the Twitter questions now. So we can go ahead and wrap this thing up. We got uh, Vadius62 saying, is Zero still the greatest player of all time? And then he was like, but seriously, what about life after Pro Smash? What happens to pro players when they retire, pass their prime, or just want to walk away? Is there any formal or informal support for them? Uh, they, le they leave a community, not just a job. Uh, is Zero still the greatest player of all time? I mean, that I feel like that argument is basically now between like, Zero Armada and, and Leo, and then uh, Zero Armada Leo and Agebox, and then Muji King are like top five like greatest players of all time, like discussion. You know what I'm saying? Muji King has ran multiple games. Agebox uh, has been running things very recently. Armada has been running things for a long time. Zero ran things for a long time, and of course, MKLeo has been running things for quite some time as well. From starting from the beginning of Smash or at the end of Smash Four to now. So uh, I mean, that's a that's a good question. I'd have to like really go. And look into all their like track records and whatnot. Because I mean, <clears throat> everyone was the greatest at all time at a different time. Armada was one of the greats early on when you know money wasn't really an issue, it was all bragging rights. And you know, he was still great even when money became a thing. That's why he got sponsorships and things like that. But you know, he was great for him and Mutual King were great like in the two thousand, like the early two thousands, you know? So yeah, that's that, that's interesting. It's interesting to think about. But um yeah, and then life at the pro smash. I mean, it's a weird question because like smash is not really a job for a lot of people. A lot of top players are just good, but like you still have to know how to do other stuff outside of this. Like <laughs> you can't you know, just not like a 
there's not like a pension for smashers you know what i mean like <laughs> like yeah Yo, you, got for bro? Years, bro. you got you got a 401k bro you got a 401k with that top player sponsorship bro oh my god so yeah i mean mostly mostly um the most people who like re- retire are either going back to whatever the other passion was or they're just streaming and or doing some other esports level uh thing and i think as long as you can turn this uh smash shit into some esports shit then lit you know what i'm saying like do that you know zero was able to do it by turning his uh smash fame into youtube and, and twitch fame and, and now facebook fame and uh, a lot of other people have been able to do such i mean leffen you know they've been all leffen uh nairo armada all those guys have been streaming for quite some time even and leffen hasn't retired by the way but i'm just saying like you know they've been able to turn their one fame into other avenues of fame and so uh, that's the real life of the pro smash. I don't know what they're going to do after all of this though. Like I don't, I've actually wanted to, I'm very interested in very much into that. Cause I don't really know a lot of these smashers, like other life skills. If I quit doing any of this, I can still go work for the government. Cause all my papers are still in there, but I don't know about everybody else. So yeah, I, I, that's interesting. I, it depends. It, they have to, it's up to them. Right. Yeah. Like, like you said, Nairo and Leffen could literally retire at any time and they would be fine because they're streaming. Like money mm-hmm. wise, they they want to keep competing because it's their passion, but they're set up for when they eventually want to retire for years and years. And some streamers make so much money that they're set for life, even if they quit streaming two years from now. So it it all depends on the grind, honestly. And and like TK said, having life skills outside of Smash and even outside of esports, hell useful for just you know surviving in general. So yeah, don't rely only on playing Smash good as your Please only talent that. yeah that's yeah. that's that's terrible it's a good jumping off spot in fact it's a great jumping off point but you need to turn it into something and we've seen people do it yeah uh ssbu mateo says uh why human na- why is human nature why human nature makes some people hate a number one player zero in smash Four, Xbox melee and now even leo and old even though the point of the competitive scene is to rise to the top uh I- i'm it's it's probably rooted in deep-seated jealousy man people will, will make like claims about you without ever ever meeting you because they can't be what you are but they'll also try to downplay what you're doing based off especially for leo like oh it's just joker but there's no other good joker so like i don't you definitely can't download uh, or downplay that man yeah but yeah I, it's just i mean it's, it's honestly just human nature to be envious and envious ends up turning into like you know negativity and greed and hate so it's about overcoming that and also i think it has something to do with the spectators point of view too right because if you see the same player win over and over and over and over again, some people do find that hype. I, for instance, love seeing like Leo Prosper, but other people get bored really easily because some people just watch competitive games or like sports or anything as just a relaxation for them. Like it's, it's something that they, they just do casually. And if they see the same player over and over, they get frustrated because they're not, they don't have the competitor's mindset. So they don't understand all they want to do is just see new players, new characters and everything like that. So when they see the same player keep winning, they get mad. They want to see an underdog rise. And, and it's storyline reasons uh, too, right? You want to see the underdog come in, make, make some plays. So I get it. It's on the hate. is unwarranted though, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I definitely get it though. Yeah. Someone keeps winning the, the same stuff all day every day uh i i definitely understand so mm-hmm. um it, like i i got i got bored of seeing uh like meta Knight versus meta Knight grand finals for a, very quickly in brawl and stuff like that so i can anyway. still watch a good meta Knight versus meta Knight. okay but, well now yeah because the time okay. has passed like <laughs> yeah after the time has passed bro back in my day like oh, we had okay, to walk buddy. uphill both 
I got nothing. All right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, do you guys miss running through people like in previous games? Uh, I've gotten used to it, so I don't really think about that too much anymore. In fact, I actually like pushing people because like that sets up for the run back F smash almost every time. Like you push someone to the edge, and then they're like, "Oh, let me grab him," and then you run back uh, F smash. And so, yeah, I I. I wouldn't, like, if Ultimate came out and you still could run through people, I would be fine. But I wouldn't want that to be a thing that they added now that I'm so used to not running through people. Yeah. I we I just got used to it. Like, it literally took me, like, a week, not even, to get used to mm-hmm. it, and it was fine. But then I go back and I play, like, other games. I, I, I go play, uh, like, Vortex Rising or uh, P+, or, like, any other platform fighter, and I can do it. I'm like, oh, yeah! I forget I could do this. Wow, this feels sick. And then that's what happens. But if I ever go to Ultimate, I would never want it to be implemented back into Ultimate since I'm so used to it now. It would change the game dramatically. Yeah. Um, Again, another one from, uh, what was that? Luambo Luambo Lucas. Uh, Want to really hear opinions about the situation with the online tournament? With some uh, people like Xbox, we've seen them try to improve despite how bad online is, while others give up and don't play in online tournaments at all. And who do you side more with? I don't think anyone should be forced to play in online tournaments, but I mean, if you do, it's the best you can do. It's the best we can get. So, like, if you were trying to still improve, I'm not saying you you won't not not you won't not improve by learning matchups. So, if if you're using online to learn matchups and whatever, you know, uh, but just understand that like some of your inputs might not come out the way that they're they you want them to or that they're intended, and it just kind of happens because online internet uh, or right. uh, ultimate internet is not that great. So, certain situations become safer. On, in an online environment too so it can actually be detrimental and make it develop bad habits by if you yeah. only exclusively play online obviously yeah. if you do a mi- healthy mix of both you should be fine because like you said online is really good for matchups that's that's true for any fighting game yeah preston wants to know when we're going to do a first to 10 grudge match in p plus i'm down all right who you play that's youtube you pikachu i play sonic I'm good. Anyway. Well, wow! Uh, like, come uh, on, man. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, bro. Maybe. All right. Dude, hey, Sonic and B-plus is high. Ten matches with a Sonic at, at the very least? Nah. Bro, you play Pikachu. Hold up. Hold up. You yeah, play Pikachu. Yeah, bro. Pikachu ain't doing what you're doing, bro. Come on, oh, man. Okay. You know, I might we play Pikachu. Quickest. You know how I play, bro. I'm always trying to fight. Yeah, I know. You shouldn't. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Biggest M says uh, fix Ultimate Online and how and Nintendo's absolutely nothing about that. We've already talked about that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. just go watch the uh, beginning parts of this, or I guess the part before we did uh, Q&A. We got, I can't read this man's name. It's the Life Things Keep Going. Uh, his name is very long. But when the quarantine is over, do you think the offline meta will change due to Wi-Fi Warriors having the ability to travel more because of uh, winning so many online tournaments? I use Wi-Fi Warrior in the most endearing way possible for your information. I think that we will potentially uh have a i don't know might we might we, I, I think that nobody is coming off from online and they're gonna like win a tournament that's probably not gonna happen but i do think that you're welcome <laughs> i do think that um we are going to um have some people maybe show up that we don't know before but i don't really see any of these like wi-fi like kings going to like go on the beat to like win Genesis if Genesis is the next tournament that happens. I just, you know, maybe they'll get into top 16 or something. Yeah. And we've seen it happen before. Um, yeah. I mean, Cosmos is a, is a leading example of someone who started online and then swapped to, uh, to you know, offline and now he's doing quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. there's, uh, there's plenty of players that do the transition well. I don't think there's anyone, like you said, that yearly started on online, went to offline, and suddenly became number one. Like, that's not a thing. But yeah. they definitely are good players because, you know, get the fundamentals. 
I'm thinking like because you know there's other there's obviously the other people that have showed up from online or that are doing well online that are also doing well offline because I know some people are probably like well, what about Cola and I don't know if Cola started online but he popped off in like three or four offline tournaments right before the quarantine so I I can't really say that Cola is an online warrior I just think that he's found a stride and he's really uh, running with it right now so and so, yeah I mean that. I mean. I, I would like to see some of the online online kings come offline and see what they do, but I'm not expecting any of them to get into like you know every top eight right after, like right off the bat. In fact, I think when I if I recall correctly, I think when Cosmos first came offline, he was getting slapped, and it took him a little bit to get hit, find his stride too. So there's a lot yeah. of factors in offline brings to the table that online doesn't have. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just getting nervous, like being on the stage. So there's a lot more than just being comfortable. In your comfy house, sitting in the chair that you like, playing on the TV screen that you like, being able to hear the game volumes, so, stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I I would love to see online people come in, especially because like there's a, there's probably so many hidden bosses out there that don't have the means to travel to majors. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to see whenever we get to that point. I mean, we're, we're all it's everything is speculation right now. We don't know when the quarantine is going to end. If it's ever going to end, what if this is just the dystopian future that we live in now? We're going to be in quarantine for the next four years. Who Stop. knows? God, no. <laughs> but what a timeline we're living in. And at the very least, the one thing that me and Aussie can bring is some great discussion over all of this from you guys joining Hard Reads. Thank you guys for watching yet again. Uh, again, this will always be on Spotify. This will be on Apple Podcasts. This will be on my YouTube very soon. Um, and we appreciate you guys coming out. I mean, I, I definitely appreciate you guys coming out because I know that, like, I, I like doing talk, talk show stuff. I know that most people only know me from the talking uh, type of things because of commentary. And so if there's more ways that I can get to chat with the people, then I'm going to do such. And that's why we have three different talk shows today. So, yeah, it's always, it's always a pleasure because, like, I remember when we first started doing hard reads, it was like a new thing. It was gaining momentum a little bit slower. And but it's been really nice seeing people just react so positively. The, the talk yeah. show so thank you guys for listening it, it really means a lot to us you we, you may not think that we see your comments but we do so we do so yeah. uh we will i'll, I'll probably try to timestamp this one i haven't been timestamping as much lately but i definitely try to time stamp uh stamp this one so if you want to find a certain topic we will have that in the youtube video as far as the um as far as the spotify and the apple i don't think there'll be i, will, I don't be time stamping those but obviously you know just throw that thing on in the background when you're hanging out or you're driving somewhere or you're just you know about to go to sleep or something and Listen to the sweet sounds of me and Austin talking about Smash stuff. So until then, though, next Wednesday, we'll have even more topics to talk about, most likely the quarantine major, and then whatever else comes up throughout the week. I'm TK Breezy. I'm Austin. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good night. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.